that all these great plans we just said may fall apart <laughs> and that that's okay as long as they keep their um, eye on, on the goal and just say, okay, you know, um, it didn't work. And, you know, so now let's either figure out a new plan or just know that next week will be a better week. This week, Dr. Karen Sherman explains why it's so important for couples to bond after they've had a baby and how that can happen. Stay tuned. We all live busy, busy lives, and finding time to reconnect can be a big pain, which is why we created the Hitched Wine Club, the only wine club for couples. What does that mean? That means not only do you get amazing wine delivered to your door or office, but you also get exclusive date ideas within each shipment. There are no membership fees. We offer 100% guarantee on every bottle. We have free shipping on all of the wine club levels, and we have different levels for different price points. And we work with more than 300 different wine clubs. So it's almost like you join 300 for the price of one. And many of these wines you can't get anywhere else other than the winery or their exclusive wine club. So go to hitchmag.com, click the wine club link, and see how we can give you back just a little small piece of time to reconnect and hopefully inspire you to do more. Again, that's hitchmag.com. Click the wine club link on the homepage to learn more. Hey everybody, welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, Editor-in-Chief of HitchedMag.com, and the guest this week on the podcast is none other than the notorious (laughs) DKS, Dr. Karen Sherman, the original. Hi, Karen. Hi, Steve. (laughs) I have to mix it up. I have to mix it up. Uh, So Karen is a practicing psychologist in relationship and lifestyle issues for 30 years. She is an author of Mindfulness and the Art of Choice, Transform Your Life, the co-author of Marriage Magic, Find It, Keep It, and Make It Last. She has her own show on the Sex Talk Radio Network called Take 5 to Empower Your Relationship, and that is out every Wednesday. Um, but as you know, because you're tuning into this podcast, we speak with Karen very, very frequently uh, each Wednesday uh, to discuss a variety of marriage-related issues. And this week's topic is reconnecting after you've had a baby. Uh Having a child, Karen, as anybody who has had one or has been an observer of people who have had one, such as myself, uh, you know that it can be an exhausting uh, process. Um, but we also know that it is important for couples to reconnect, bond, uh, and spend um, as much time as possible with each other and the baby. Um, at a certain point, while you want to be bonding with your child, you uh, there will be that point where you need to start thinking about reconnecting with your spouse as well Um, because you don't want that gap to grow because that is a thing that does happen where people will transfer their affection from their spouse to their child and then it's lost between the couple. 
Um, yes, as a matter of fact, you're not going to like this, but um, marital satisfaction is at its least during the child-rearing years. Yes. <laughs> uh, I wish I had that study. Yeah, that is that is true. Um, yeah. Okay, so if we know that, and, and again, you need to bond and connect and be um, connected with your child. Um, very formidable, um, very important. But you yes. can't ignore your spouse. And so with that being said, when should that process of reconnecting with your spouse take place or begin while they are pregnant oh okay (laughs) because think about it even and you know the i i now i use the word i use the phrase when they are pregnant because that's the way couples today speak as Mm -hmm. opposed to when she is pregnant but if you think about it when a woman is pregnant she's already feeling exhausted and tired and not happy with the way she looks very often and you know their sex life may diminish so they're already um not as available or connected as they might be so that's why i'm saying it really should start while she's pregnant okay um and the manner in which it can start then is with the father speaking with the baby because the baby actually recognizes the parents voices in utero mm-hmm. um you know connecting with the baby when the baby moves things like that so that they are sharing the experience together and i think that's why the phrase today is that as a couple they are pregnant because it signifies that it really is not just the woman uh it's the idea that it is a partnership um but it really should be in uh, a point at which they are going through this experience together. Yeah, uh, we've talked about this before. I hate, <laughs> I hate that language. Uh, I, I, I think it's completely inaccurate. Um, although I do appreciate the process is that they are both involved in the process. Mm-hmm. Um, I just feel like um, as guys have gotten more involved in parenthood in general, they have taken a step too far to. Um, inject themselves into being pregnant when I'm just like, no, 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 no. Your wife is pregnant, uh, but you are involved in the pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, and, and I, you know, I'm not going to hate on anybody for however they want to talk about it and they feel good about it or whatever, but I just feel like, ugh, if I was a woman, I'd be pissed if I'm being totally honest. Cause it's like, they, to, to your point, it like the men, men are being involved in that process is a dual partnership, uh, in that process, but she is the only one who is pregnant. They are expecting I to have, it. they are having a baby. Uh, I hear you. (laughs) I don't know. It'd be an interesting survey to do. I don't know if women would necessarily agree with you. I think a lot of women may like the idea that the guy says, you know, we are we're pregnant. I don't know. It'd be an interesting thing to survey. See, because I think and I think that's the I guess that's the tipping point for me. We're having a baby. Totally fine. You both are having a baby. She is pregnant. I, I I understand. Yeah, yeah. I, but like, I this is also. To... I guess this is also like me and my journalistic tendencies of words matter and accuracy matters, and uh-huh. how you phrase things 
determines the meaning of things. Mm-hmm. Um, but whatever, this is getting off track. Yes. <laughs> um, okay, so I actually wanted to t- touch a little bit further on this. So you say couples should reconnect when they are uh, when she is pregnant or they're mm-hmm. expecting to have a child. Yes. Um, if they aren't doing that uh, during the pregnancy process, does that exacerbate the issue once the child comes into this world and um, they haven't stayed as connected as they could? Well, I think with any problem or any issue, the longer that you wait, the the more difficult it becomes. But I don't think it's like major. Mm-hmm. But I do think, as I just said, that, you know, if you have an attitude that starts right from the beginning of let's try to stay connected, let's do this as a couple, it's going to make it easier. Okay. Um, and, and again, I've touched on this at the top. People who just have kids, they're going to be exhausted uh, mm-hmm. and, and understandably so. Um, but can you explain why this is important and why couples should put in the effort to be connected? Well, you know, what's the purpose in being in a relationship? It's at the end of the day to feel like you matter. Mm-hmm. So if, you know, I mean, obviously in life, lots of things happen and you are in a committed relationship and you've got to have a sense that there's trust that periodically if things happen in life you don't have to be constantly every minute of the day attending to your partner and that things as I said you know may take you away but if there are constantly things that are taking you away then There's no relationship really to come back to if you keep putting your partner on the back burner, if you keep making other things a priority, including children, as important as they are, then there's no relationship between the two of you. Mm -hmm. So it's really important that you don't forget about your mate. Yeah. And and one of the things uh, that we have um, talked about in the past is that one of the time frames for when divorce rates spike is when kids leave the nest. Yes. Um, because to your point, there's no relationship for those parents to come back to because That's they have correct. invested everything into the kids and not into the relationship. Yes. And one of the typical times for affairs to start is after a baby is born. And mm. that could be the result of feeling like there's no connection between the two partners. And so – um this might be one of those things where couples I'm and and you can weigh in on this is this a time when they should um have a conversation like well I'm you know I understand you're uncomfortable while you're pregnant or you might not want to have sex now or you don't feel good about yourself or whatever whatever it may be and there's that um period of time after giving birth um but where the it's like, okay, I expect that our sex life will get back on track. Um, is that something that couples should discuss? Because I, I'm assuming the the scenario that plays out in a lot of relationships are like, you want to do it? No, I don't really feel like it. And then they do that a couple times, they get rejected a couple times, and then they start looking elsewhere. Um, I think that the scenario that you said in the latter part is probably accurate. Um, what I'm going to object to is 
the first part where you said, I expect that we're going to get back on track. I think that it's always better and, and it's hard, it's a hard discussion to have, you know, um, mm-hmm. because you've got to be more vulnerable. You've got to be able to talk about your feelings. But I think if you say, you know, it may seem silly because it may, it may sound like I'm competing with an infant or, um, you know, I know that it may feel like I'm putting a lot of pressure on you because I know that you're exhausted, but I really feel like, you know, our needs aren't being met, my needs aren't being met, and that just doesn't feel good. And I'm kind of worried that, or I'm concerned that if that keeps up, that's just not good for us as a couple. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't say I'm expecting, because yeah. that sounds kind of demanding, okay. um, that, you know, things are going to go back to the way they were. But I think that, you know, if it's phrased as I'm concerned, you know, that our connection is getting lost in spite of the fact that obviously the baby's needs have to come first and obviously you're exhausted, I, you know, I don't want to lose us in the process. Mm-hmm. Okay. So uh, language, again, matters. Yes. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Presentation matters. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. So then when you are reconnecting and you do have limited amount of time because it's not like, well, we can just put this baby over here and we got a couple hours to ourselves. Um, what is that what is the best use of time? How can couples get the most out of that limited amount of time where they're like, okay, we are going to put in the effort, uh, but the baby's asleep. We don't know how long, you know, how, what, what is the best use of that time? Is it being present? Okay. Being present, being really there for each other, not complaining about, oh, I'm so exhausted or, oh, I really had a shitty day at work or, you know, um, you know, the baby got up three times, blah, blah, blah being present for each other and so let's say you only end up having 10 minutes you can have the best 10 minutes and feel like it was really good quality is this one of those things where you you it's like look we're gonna have we have these 10 minutes no baby talk yeah okay yeah we this is this 10 minutes is about you and me okay so it really is all about reconnecting um on a as if you were going out on a date yeah with yeah. each other now that doesn't preclude that let's say when uh let's say the the wife is feeding and maybe she's breastfeeding because a lot of women this these days choose to breastfeed again the husbands can still be there um you know sort of feeding with her even though obviously he can't breastfeed but he can be there with her Mm -hmm. and sharing the feeding experience so that they're still doing the baby time together or Mm -hmm. they can be bathing the baby together um, or they can be you know changing the baby together so that they're sharing the parenting experience together but that is you know and they're connecting that way but that is separate and apart from their time with each other. So their time with each other should be about each other. Got it. Okay. Uh, and then, you know, this might – again, we talked about pre- how presentation and approaching these things matters. Um, but, you know, you might get some resistance when you approach your spouse who you say like, hey, I would like to, you know, spend a couple minutes, whatever. Um and they're like, look, I need, I need some alone time because I, ha- you know, let's let's just 
role play here with the wife who has been with the baby 24 seven says like, I need, I need alone time. I don't have time to take care of a baby and you, um, how do you, how do you handle a scenario like that where you are feeling as a husband, you're feeling neglected, um, because you uh, aren't getting that time that you're so used to, and and you know understanding that like look you you are now giving up some of your time when you have a child because there's only so much time in a day to to be had, but your spouse also understandably needs some alone time as well. So now we're going to use what males are really good at, which is problem solving. Okay, and I think the presentation has to be look. Um, you know, there's only so many hours in a day and, you know, the baby clearly has to come first. Um, you're exhausted. You need some alone time. Um, our relation, However, our relationship needs some time. So we need to problem solve this and we need to figure out how we can make that happen so that all those things get attended to because, um, you know, Obviously, we both love the baby and we want the baby to be taken care of and you need to be taken well care of because that way you take better care of the baby, but we need to be taken care of also so that you know we stay good with each other. So I think if it's presented in a problem solving, but still notice the validation in there that she needs to be uh, taken care of as well, that that won't sound like he's being another child who, oh, I got to take care of him too. Mm-hmm. So, so it, it is about validating, uh, the, in this scenario, the wife's feelings that I get it. You need some time alone. Mm-hmm. Um, finding a solution where she does still get that time alone, but that doesn't, uh, obfuscate the responsibility of the couple getting their right. time together. Right. Right. And it's just like, okay, look, you know, so, Every, you know, clearly there's only so much time in a day. How can we best, or in a week, how can we best make this work? Because baby comes first, you come second, you know, you're, you're a major piece in this, but at the end of the day, we need some time for us all. So let's, let's just problem solve this and figure this out. I think that's a, a great, you actually added something in that, that I really love, which is, you know, we only have so much time in this day in this week and i think we sometimes focus on the immediacy of things mm-hmm. when this is a long game so yeah. you know if you don't have time today that's cool mm-hmm. figure it out because you've got a lifetime to figure this out you know don't let mm-hmm. it go too long but you know if you, if today doesn't work maybe tomorrow maybe friday right. maybe this weekend and you know, making a plan to make it happen is half the battle because at least then you're acknowledging that it is an issue worth exploring. Right. And, you know, that's a very good point, Steve, because if nothing else, if they say to each other, okay, look, obviously there is little time, but at least if we remember to acknowledge that we miss each other and send each other little texts or something, that'll hold us over for a little while. It's not the long-term solution. We do need some time. We need to figure out a way to get a couple of hours with each other. But at least if we do little things, that will help us remember that, you know, that we matter to each other. Yeah. And I think expectations matters a lot in these kind of scenarios too. So you should expect that in the early days, you it just doesn't matter what kind of effort you put into it. You might not just have that time period, end of story. Um, and as long as you know that, it can buy you time. 
So I know yes. I you know I've I've had many scenarios situations where I've been working on a project on deadline and it's like look or my wife has a project on deadline and it's I'm going to be unavailable for 4 days. That's just the way it is. Right. But we make a plan for on day 7 that we are going to do something explicitly just for us. Right. You know, in the best case scenario, I would love couples to have this discussion before the baby is born. Mm -hmm. Because I think, as you said, if you have the proper expectations, then you're not going to be quite so barreled over. You know, know that it's going to be an adjustment, know that the baby's going to be demanding, know that you're going to be tired, know that you're going to be stressed, know that you're going to have not as less, not as much time with each other. And I think that if you start to anticipate that and think about ways that you might be able to work with those new parameters, it will be less stressful when it actually happens. Mm -hmm. And so to wrap things up here a bit, uh, what should couples keep in mind as they work to reestablish their relationship with each other uh, if, if we haven't covered everything already? That all these great plans we just said may fall apart <laughs> and that that's okay as long as they keep their um, eye on, on the goal mm -hmm. and just say, okay, you know, um, it didn't work and, you know, so now let's either figure out a new plan or just know that next week will be a better week. But again, that. Um, they should at least try to keep in focus that they want to try to make sure that they connect in some way, shape, or form. So just acknowledging that you are putting in the effort and acknowledging that these things, best laid plans, blah, blah, blah. Right. It, it, it can just all fall to hell, but as long as you are cognizant of the situation, uh, it, you, 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 you should be okay. Yes, yes. Okay. That that will be a big help. Okay. Um, and I think, you know, talking about it, laughing about it um, will be a stress reducer as opposed to getting bummed out about it. Know that, especially with a baby, things are constantly going to shift and change. It's not going to be able, you're not going to be able to set things in stone and have it happen the way you've meant for it to happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. And then do you have any final thoughts before we wrap it up? Uh, no, just as I just said, that things are going to shift and change when you have a baby, including the baby, him or herself, that, you know, mm. you think that you have their pattern down and just when you have their pattern down, the baby's going to, is going to change. Uh, and so you've got to be able to roll with it. So the one thing to expect when having a baby is the unexpected. Yes. <laughs> okay. Um, well, we hope that this was helpful for those tuning in this week. Um, and if you have some thoughts or suggestions, feel free to share those uh, on our social networks or leave us a message and we can drop it into one of these episodes. Uh, but until next time, that's going to do it. So thank you so much, Karen. Thank you, Steve. Uh, before we go, I want to remind everyone that you have been listening to Dr. Karen Sherman, who is a practicing psychologist in relationship and lifestyle issues for 30 years. Karen is the author of Mindfulness and the Art of Choice, Transform Your Life, the co-author of Marriage Magic, Find It, Keep It, and Make It Last. As I mentioned at the top, Karen has a 
radio show of her own called Take 5 to Empower Your Relationship on the Sex Talk Radio Network. Out each Wednesday and in just five minutes, Karen will present a real relationship issue, tell you what's behind it and how to resolve it. Uh, You can find this information at her website, drkarensherman.com. We, of course, have a link to that on uh, to Karen's website on hitchedmag.com. And as I mentioned, we have social network presence on Facebook, uh, Pinterest, Google Plus, Instagram. Uh, you, you name it, we are there. Uh, Twitter, uh, of course, Twitter. Uh, so if you have thoughts, ideas, questions, criticisms, constructive criticisms, um, ideas, we are open to all of that stuff and love hearing from you. So please hit us up. Um, and of course, those links again are on our website, hitchmag.com. So that's going to do it. So one last time, thank you so much, Karen. Thank you, Steve. Okay, take care, everybody. 